When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Nigel Rocket from Onslaught, and you're listening to the Vieira Vault. Grab a jam, I swear, and it's a damn fight podcast. This guy's insane, and rock your brain, it's just a song, it's the Vieira Welcome to another Vieira Vault, and before I get started, I want to give a special thanks to Wayne Noon from Rat Salad Review, also Dustin, for getting this interview that I got to interview, uh, Nige Rocket from Onslaught. This is a complete honor. I've been following Onslaught since the 80s. I own all their albums, and their new one is amazing. I gotta say, it is the best album of 2020 that I've heard so far. And I did this interview like a week or so ago, and I wanted to wait till the album was released to air this episode because in the description below, I am going to give you the link or links to order yours. And trust me, it's awesome. And there will be a song from the new Onslaught album in the vault later on in the show. So this is a really great interview, a really cool guy, and it was just an honor, man. To get to interview him and you'll find out how you know how offhandedly he's the one that inspired for me to get into the music biz or getting to a band yes he inspired without even knowing it thrash or die and I explained that in the interview so let's get it going this is Nige Rocket from Onslaught hi I have with me Nige from uh, Onslaught uh, how you doing uh, Nige I'm good, Rolf. And you, I'm doing great, great. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do yeah. my show. And uh, I was sent an advanced copy of uh, the new album. And I got to tell you, I am completely uh, floored how amazing it is. Thank um, you, sir. Thank you very much. I have been following you guys all the way down, you know, to the force and, you know, the 80s. Uh, but before we start, because I want to get right into the new album, I just got to let you know that uh, you are responsible for my musical career. Uh, <laughs> How's that? Please explain. <laughs> okay. Um, and and I was 42 years old. I never, I'm 55 now. I was never, I've always been, you know, a heavy metal, you know, headbanger. But I've never, you know, was enticed to start a band. And in 2007, I believe, uh, my friend said he wanted to start a thrash band. And I said, hey, that's fine. You know, he just wanted to find members. I said, okay, cool. And uh, soon after that, I went to a record store and I bought Killing Piece. I, I had no idea you guys were back. I was like, oh, wow, new onslaught, you know? Cool. And when I was driving home and I heard Side scream, uh, spitting uh, blood in the face <laughs> of God, I said, I think I can do this. <laughs> and we formed a band called Thrash and I. We have toured the world and uh, we released two albums. And uh, I want to thank you for that because it was oh, wow. of that album. It awesome, got to huh? start. <laughs> Very so, cool indeed. So, so the the, the eighth album, uh, Generation Antichrist, uh, comes out now 
which is great because of the whole pandemic. Uh, a lot of bands are delaying their albums. They don't want to release it just yet. Um, what is what what uh what was the reason you said screw it? Let's just release it now. Yeah, well, obviously being being a big gap between the, the previous album, seven years was obviously played some kind of factor in that. But but we had a, a long hard think about putting this album out, you know. Um, and as you say, many bands have, have postponed their releases. Um, yes. and, and we kind of really thought that was a negative thing to do. Um, you, you look at the situation and there's no festivals, there's no shows, um, nothing really since it's kind of March time. Um, so surely fans are going to want to buy new music or, or listen to new music. Um, and we thought, so let's go, man, let's, let's do this. Um, get the record out. We looked at Testament, we're putting their album out, Lamb of God, we're releasing their album. There's obviously been a lot of planning and thinking behind and reasoning behind doing that. So um, we looked at it and thought, well, okay, um, we, we know this is going to last for some time. Let's get the record out there. Hopefully it's going to do well. Um, lots of people are going to listen to it, hopefully. Um, and we could start planning our career post-pandemic, uh, you know. Um, we're, we're trying to book shows. It's, it's still difficult, mind you. It's, it's still difficult. Um, premieres are still being very wary, of course. But um, all those bands you mentioned that have postponed their albums, they're all going to try and release at the same time, you know. When, once this thing clears, they're all going to be trying to put their album out at the same time. They're trying to be getting shows at the same time. It's going to be chaos. So we're, we're trying to get the jump on that and, and be one step ahead of, of, of the madness that's going to ensue later on, you know. Um, hopefully we can get the shows in place for next year. All the festivals that we lost this year have, have been rescheduled for next year, so that's something for us to look forward to. Um, so it's just a get, case of getting the tours back in place now, which uh, hopefully it happens. That's that that, and also if you really think about it, you, what you just mentioned, I didn't think about. All these bands that'll be releasing their albums, they're going to flood the market. Of course, yeah, um, it's just going to be saturated. Um, so, yeah. and having uh, you you release it now, you know, uh, including myself, a lot of people are in lockdown. You yeah. know, and uh, it'll it'll be. You know, I think, you know, because, you know, you already have a religious suicide uh, out on, on uh, YouTube. Amazing song, by the way. And uh, a video for Bow Down to the Clowns. And um, you're already, like, releasing it. And, and, it's, and I'm, I'm paying attention here. It's getting really great feedback from a lot of people. Yes, yeah, seriously cool. And the, the amount of streams is just off the scale. It really is off the scale to, to what, we, what we've had previously. So, um Things are just going mental. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. People people want music. They they want something new. Um, I mean, for example, our, our label are only putting out five albums in around four months. So that kind of shows you what's what's happening with with the band's attitudes at the moment. I like it. I think it's crazy. Um, I mean, it's really showing what the benefits for us of, of putting this album out are. It's, it's just gone absolutely nuts. It's it, and and I gotta I I have to stress I mean I mean just go out and check out the students that are up now but there is not one filler I mean every song on this album is great and I can see what I really love and you can see it in my band too we like to release albums no, no longer than forty minutes or less yeah and, for sure and, and this is there's no fat and nope. uh, the, the first thing I noticed though I gotta say the drums sound more natural. Than the previous uh, few albums, uh, was there a reason behind that? Because it sounds great, by the way. 
Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's one. Well, there's obviously lots of factors to why this record sounds the way it does. Um, one of those is is um, getting Daniel Bergstrand in to mix the record. You know, um, he's not worked with any thrash bands as far as I'm aware, but I'd love his work before what he what he did previously. And I thought he'd bring something different to the table for Onslaught, um, which he has completely, um, completely different outlook on on mixing to what I'm used to for sure. Um, and he used natural drum sounds, what we recorded in the studio, which is which is so cool. And it just brings it to life. There's, there's no samples on there um, laid over the top of the, the acoustic drums. And he's used the acoustic drums. And that is just incredible. Um, I did question it at first. I thought, oh, no, this, what's going on? Because it's, it's not the norm. You don't expect that these days. But he used the actual natural drum sounds that we're recording. And, man, it, it just sounds amazing. It does. It really does. I mean, it... it, it, it... It came out, you know, when the first time. See, I was just sent this a couple of days ago. I got an advanced copy. And, uh, you know, usually what I do is I study albums. This is an album that I didn't really, I mean, I listened to it one time. I was like, I have to listen to this again. You know, it, was, it wasn't really a study. It was more of a pleasure to listen <laughs> to this because there's not, I'm telling you, every song. And, you know, I, it's still fairly new to me. I think I've heard it like six or seven times so far. And I, yeah. I, I'll tell you, the songs that really, really like, at, at you know, this early listening is "Bow Down a Clown," the, the title track, "All C and I," and uh, "Addicted to the Smell of Death." At the moment, that's my favorite one. I mean, there's something cool. about that song. It's uh, <laughs> it's got some hooks, you know. It's yeah, really yeah. Cool. I mean, that's just totally intentional. I mean, the whole the whole thing is is just panned out to how we perceived it at the beginning, you know. Even when you, you mentioned that, what Daniel did, the, the conversation I had with him was to, we want to go back to, to the roots with this. We want to make one of the most aggressive sounding thrash records there's been, but we want to keep it raw and real, which is which is exactly what he's done. But it sounds modern, and at the same time, it, it's got that old school vibe to the songs as well. So, so yeah, I mean, as you said earlier, that to be over 40 minutes for an album for me is nah. I don't want yeah. that. I, I just, I just want an album that, however short it is, it hits you in the face and you don't forget it. You know, exactly. And I that's mean, that's. I I think everybody that listens to this, uh, they're gonna be that. There's no fat. You know, it's no, just it's pure exactly aggression right. throughout it. And uh, I want to do touch upon uh, the the first single, uh, religious suicide. Uh, did this cause some controversy? <laughs> slightly <laughs> yeah yeah um well you youtube banned any kind of promotion on the on the, the video um facebook um banned any kind of promotion on the the video and the um artwork um it was all deemed excessively violent and very controversial so we were allowed no promotion on that whatsoever but the the figures on it were, were incredible um which um which was amazing for us. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, I think it's long known my my dislike of religion, and these tracks aren't aren't anti-religion for anti-religion's sake, just to be metal. You know, it's it means something to me, and, and the songs are very, um, very well thought out, and and they do raise a valid point. Um, it's not just being controversial, if you like. Even though, yeah, I have I have received a lot of um, let's say. Um, unsavory emails and, and things about that but 
But there you go. I mean, it's it's got people talking about the band, and that's that's the whole point of that video and song. And as with Bow Down to the Clowns as well, we it's there to make people talk about the band, whether it's good or bad. People are talking about the band, and that's all that matters. Is is there a common thread throughout the song? Because I kind of get a vibe of, you know, uh, this whole album has a common uh, like mm. storyline, uh, except for the last track, which I know is a tribute. Was it to Lemmy or Motorhead? Yeah, well, let me let me mainly, but obviously the, uh, we've lost Phil and, and Eddie since as well, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just down to them guys, really. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a very kind of personal album for me. This one, um, probably a bit more so than the, the last albums we made. Um, whereas most of the topics are, are kind of close to home with the religion stuff, and and we've kind of it's kind of the world at the moment. The last two years has made me kind of get politically angry a little bit. So that's kind of been raised in in songs like All C and I. Uh, bow down to the clowns and uh, empires fall. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it always seems when we're making a record, something's going on in the world. But this time, it, it just eclipsed everything. With um, especially in the UK, what's been going on in the last couple of years, and now the virus is just—it's just beggars belief what what the government are playing at. You know, so it's been a huge inspiration lyrically for me. Um, and, and and again, I think the, the anger in the lyrics have, have pumped up the aggression in the music. Right. And uh, was a uh, was a lot of this written during the pandemic? Because I know some of these songs came out in two, 2019. Uh, but was there anything that was uh, on this album that was um, uh, during the lockdown? Um, I kind of just finishing off bits and pieces in songs. Um, I think I finished writing "Bow Down to the Clowns" um, December end of December um, 2019. But it's bizarre how it's taken on a whole new relevance with the pandemic, especially what's going on in, in the UK. You know? um, um, it, it was more so kind of based about the, the UK um, leaving the European Union. Um, and the way the government basically just lied to people, they manipulate the people, uh, they control the people, and they divide the people. Um, and and then the pandemic comes along and it just seems to make their situation um, even worse. You know, they just seem to do it even more. And it's just the country is just so divided at the moment here. And and they just they're just walking over everybody. And they, they just I don't know. It's just outrageous. It really is. And it's just it just makes me so angry. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 not very different down here. I, I live in Florida and the biggest spike, I think. In the whole country is uh, my state, yeah, and uh, yeah, we're we're all on lockdown, and it's uh, it's, it's getting yeah. really bad, you know. It's just you know they're they're even foreseeing it maybe twenty twenty two, which I hope is not the case. I hope there's a vaccine yeah. at yeah, least at the end of the year, you know. Yeah, for sure. That's 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 what we got hope for, just to try and get some normality back and and get some metal shakes back. <laughs> so, oh, and can you imagine? Can you imagine? Uh, when we do go to shows finally again, I mean, I think uh, a lot of the shows will be sold out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it seems forever. I mean, our last show was right before lockdown, and that was uh, February. But it seems it seems like a lifetime, you know. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to touch upon is you have a new singer now in the band, Dave Garnett, who, yeah. who's amazing. Uh, what, what happened with Cy? Um, as as I said, we we, we tour a lot. 
Um, we had toured for, for over four years after the last album, you know. Um, and it takes its toll on people. Um, so I was finding it increasingly tough to tour, uh, to be away for a long time. Um, and it was kind of when, when we started writing this record, um, he obviously had to go and find work um, to, to sustain his, his living, obviously. Um, and he found a job that he, he really, really loved, you know. Um, but with that job came uh, a lot of responsibility and the fact that he wasn't going to be able to tour probably more than five weeks a year, which would probably suit him anyway. But um, that's, that doesn't work for the other four guys in the band, you know. Um, we need to make a living um, and we, we enjoy touring. So we kind of both came to a mutual decision that it wasn't going to work for, for either of us. So. We had to make the sad decision that we were going to go our separate ways after after many many years, which was uh, obviously we were concerned because um, I was a great guy, great vocalist, and uh, a big favourite with the fans, you know. But bizarrely, Dave was was on our doorstep. I mean, we've known Dave for many many years, and he's he's best buds with with our drummer James, uh, both in the same town in in England, and. Um, when it came up that Cy couldn't make this, the last show we played before lockdown, a festival in Sweden, um, Dave offered his services to step in because we didn't really want to cancel it last night. That's not fair on the on the promoters or the fans or, or anyone. So um, Dave agreed to step in for that show, two weeks notice. Did an absolutely incredible job. Um, the, the old school Onslaught fans there absolutely loved it. Um, obviously, we announced before they showed it that Cy wasn't coming, um, so everybody knew what to expect, but um, wow, they were blown away with Dave, so as soon as we got back, the, the situation with Cy kind of kind of cleared itself, and we both knew what we were doing, so it was a case of that, after, after Dave's performance in Sweden, we, we kind of asked him to do a couple of demos of the new tracks, which he did amazingly well, and then we offered him the job there and then, so there was no drama, no crisis, and, and we ended up with, with another amazing singer in the band. Um, and the fans, I've got to say, we've not had, honestly, as I'm sat here, we've not had one bad comment about Dave, you know, which, which was which was, it was just a little surprising. We were expecting a, a, a little comments here and there, um, but nothing. Everybody said, oh, we're, we're going to be sad to miss side, but Dave is out of this world. So let's move on. It's, it's been smooth. It's been great. Everybody's loving what he's doing. He's a fantastically talented guy. So um, we were very, very lucky. Yeah, I, I have to agree. His vocal performance on this whole album is just amazing. Like, you know, I love uh, the verses on Empire's Fall, how he delivers that and a religious suicide, you know, it's fast paced, but he's like right, right there in the pocket, you know? Yeah. And great I mean, voice. Was, great voice. He was very, he was, as you can imagine, he, he was a lot, he was a, a massive onslaught fan anyway, but you can imagine it, within five weeks, he stepped in for a, a, a show and three weeks after that, he's recording the vocals <laughs> for one of his favorite bands, you know. So you could you could imagine the situation, how he felt. He, he was like so nervous. It was it was incredible. So um, I got a friend of mine, um, a guy called Pete Hinton, who who produced the first two Saxon albums, um, to come in and help out with the vocals because he's such a, a calm and influence, and he really knows his metal, you know. Um, so he came in with Dave for four days. After a couple of hours, that was it. They they were like 
they were on fire together and then he really got some amazing performances out of Dave in the studio. So I have to massively thank Pete for, for what he did, just calming Dave and, and getting out of him what he did. Yeah, ex- excellent, excellent performance. And again, I want to I want to stress how this album is just I've only lived with it two days, but the, all I've been doing is listening to it. And yeah, uh, cool. but I, I do want to go back on one question on uh, Search of Sanity from 89. Yeah, um, this album, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it originally recorded with Psy? Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. And you had to re-record it. Or, or did you, he? Did Steve just came in and do the vocals? Um, no. What happened? We we obviously just released the fourth album, um, so we we'd already been writing material well ahead of that, and most of the songs were demoed actually with, with Cy, um, okay. for, for the In Search of Sunny album, and they sounded really, really, really good. You know, they were just sounding like a the, the next step on from the fourth. It was really raw, aggressive. Um, then the story changes. We signed a Polygram Records. They basically wanted to turn us into the UK version of Metallica within a year to 18 months, which was absolute madness. Um, didn't see Cy as the right vocalist to do that, especially in the States. So they brought in Steve Grimmett at their own request um, to gain, obviously, the exposure what Steve had with Grim Reaper in the States. Um, but but Steve wasn't Steve wasn't the right guy for onslaught, um, and everything got diluted. You know, we sounded like a watered down version of onslaught, and it wasn't the hardcore heavy thrash anymore. It was a very radio friendly, heavier rock with a bit of with a bit of speed to it. You know, um, but no, we we we'd recorded the whole album. So I had recorded the whole album, and then the the whole A and R team came down from. Uh, Polygram said they didn't like it. Basically, <laughs> um, you could see the looks. You could see the look on their face when they came in for the the, the listening session. I was like, they were thinking, "What's this?" Like, it's like <laughs> we knew there was a problem. So um, they had a discussion with our management, and it was all very mysterious. I think things were going on in this behind the scenes that we didn't really know too much about. You know, because within a few days, Steve Grimmett had appeared, um, and they sent us over to. New York to re-record all the vocals and remix the album, basically. Um, so yeah, there was there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of scheming going on behind our backs, and and it wasn't a good time. Um, it's a shame because I love the songs on the album. I just don't like the album. Um, it's a bit polished. Yeah, the songs are great, but I noticed the production's a bit more polished. Was the side well? You, the side was just the demos. No, side side actually did record the album as well. You know, um, wow. and, and that, that's was when it more came- raw. Um, I don't know. They they tried and tried to change his vocal approach as well, and it, it just wasn't. Everything was going wrong, and then and they were pushing him one way, and we were pushing him another. You know, and it was it it, it was just a bad time. Um, it really was. Um, but don't get me wrong. I mean, Steve Steve did a great job of vocals on on that record, um, and it sold a hell of a lot of copies. Um, yeah. But it, it just didn't do it for me personally, you know. Um, hence, we've just recorded for for this album. It's not on the on the album. In the, in the recorded sessions, we actually re-recorded the Insert of Sanity track with Dave. Um, oh. um, and man, does it sound good! You can imagine with the production of the new album yeah. and, and Dave's delivery on the vocals, it, it sounds. Uh, it's it's just rekindled my love of those songs now. So 
I can't wait to get the rest done with Dave, you know, we're in this attitude because it sounds so good. And I only wish that album sounded like this back in the day. You know? Will that will that be released, uh, the re-recording? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be released at some point. We're not sure, quite sure with what yet, but um, there are plans to release it for sure. That's great. And and then from 1989, Society, uh there was no onslaught till 2007. Did that have a lot to do with the major record company and the dissolution yeah, of the record business? Yeah, really, pretty much for me. Yeah, um, we, we we had some. Uh, every, every, all our control was taken away, you know. And for the fun we'd had from like 1982, 83 up to, up to that point, our, it was an amazing career. We had so much fun, um, and then it, it was gone. It was it was corporate business. Um, and it, it wasn't it was just horrible you know they they tried to make us look a certain way sound a certain way and all the fun was gone you know and um, we just didn't enjoy it anymore and it, it became a chore to do it rather than get up every day and, and be in a band which used to be great it wasn't any good so we, we ended up spitting because of that obviously the emergence of grunge came along which didn't help um, right but but that was that was the catalyst of onslaught splitting that that the whole scenario with Polygram really. So so what happened in the mid two thousands that uh, you brought onslaught back? Um, well I no I, I haven't picked up a guitar for ten years and uh, no interest in it whatsoever. I can't. I was listening to music, listening to metal stuff, but I just no interest in playing it. I didn't think we'd ever kind of do this ever again. You know. Then um, I was chatting to um, Steve Grice, who's uh, our drummer, obviously. And somebody uh, somebody had contacted him saying about the Power From Hell and the Force albums had been re-released in 2002. Now, we, we knew nothing about this. We, we didn't really keep our ear to the ground on all the past onslaught stuff. There was kind of no need to. Um, but, okay, somebody said two albums released. We better check it out because obviously somebody owes us some royalty somewhere. Um, so we checked out. We got in contact with the record label, and fair play to them. They were absolutely, absolutely amazing. They gave us all the figures, which were incredible, which we couldn't believe how many albums we'd sold in that in that time. Uh, paid us all the royalties, which was amazing. And then um, that was the kind of the burner to get on sort back together because we we started to, to look at the internet then. Um, and see that people were talking about a band once more. And it was a lot. There was a lot of people talking and going and putting that with the records that we'd sold. It was like, wow, um, do you want to do this again? And I was like, no, I'm not really sure if I'm, I'm ready to do this again. So went on a couple of months and then talking and talking. And yeah, okay, let, let's, let's do this. So a few rehearsals, a few bad rehearsals, I would say, after 10 years. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and uh, we, we got our stuff together and that funnily enough the label who put those albums out 2002 offered us a, a record deal for um, Kill and Peace which was Candlelight Records at the time so um, everything fell into place and, and here we are now that's great and, uh, and, and ever since there's been I mean there has been some gaps but uh, one thing I noticed about Ons- you know every Onslaught record really there's they sound different but yet it still has that onslaught vibe. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm always a massive believer that um, 
one record shouldn't sound like his predecessor. You know? um, I don't I don't see the point of making two albums sound the same. I think you're, you're cheating yourself and you're cheating your fans if you, if you kind of just keep sharing out the same album over and over again. Um, which is why we like to use different producers to, to make the record sound different. Um, and the reason we asked Daniel Bergstrand to mix this album, um, to bring in a whole new influence to make sure this record sounded completely different again, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's a conscious effort that we do that. And I think it's, it's paid us dividends, you know. I mean, I've, I've, there's not one, apart from the Sanity album, I think I, I, I love every album, but we will put that one right one day, eventually. Oh, oh the whole album? Yeah, I, I, that's that is my plan. Um, that oh, is wow. my my aim because I I really I, as I said I really do like that album and I think it's got so much potential to sound really really good. Once you hear the sanity thing, you you will understand how the rest of it can go because it, it really I'm really blown away with with the job on sanity. It's incredible. That's great. Well, you know, Nigel, I, I can't thank you enough. I've been a long time fan of yours and I really appreciate your time. Uh, to do my podcast and uh, best of luck. And just to let everybody know on August 7th, it's going to be released on AFM records. Um, do you have anywhere? Like, do you know where people can, is it already on pre-order? Yeah, I think it's on, it's on pre-order on Amazon already. Um, I'm just waiting for the, the U S links to come through um, where you can pick up the, everything, but I know it's on uh, amazon.com. So you can get it easily enough in the States for sure. That's great, man. Thank you so much for your time and uh, best of luck. And, and, you know, any indication of what I've heard, it's, it's, I think it's going to be, I don't know, like a game changer for you guys. If it, you know, just connects with everybody, it's how it's supposed to, you know? I hope hope so, mate. It's, um, it's just, it's really gaining some interest in the States, which is very important, you know? So, um, yeah, um, we're, we're hoping our plans work and, and it could be, as you said, a game changer for us. I really do hope that's so. it. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Rolf. It, really it has, has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. What an honor. And again, a special thanks to Wayne Noon from Rat Salad Network for hooking this up. And he also carries the Vieira Vault, the Rat Salad Network. Also, Dustin. And, of course, Nige Rocket from Onslaught. The new album is amazing. I did this interview a week or so ago. And I wanted to wait till the album was out because in the description below, I put links how to get this new album, Annie, um, Generation Antichrist. And you want to hear something from it? Then follow me into the vault. It was really hard to pick what song do I want to play to uh, represent this album, but they all represent the album. This album is so cohesive, cohesive, that, uh, man, any song will do. So I figure, you know what, I'm going to go with the controversial one. That's uh, pretty blasphemous if you're religious. Turn this up. This is from Onslaught off the new album that's out now. Links are below. So get yours. This is Religious Suicide. Slaving to the book of lies, fighting the disease, praying to the seven times, falling 
with Religious Suicide off the brand new album Generation Antichrist that's out now and if you look at the description below I put uh, how you can order yours and you just heard that song you need to get it come on it's your duty to be a human a metalhead it's a must have thank you everybody once again this brings an end to another Vieira Vault but I got like four or five episodes in that my other vault so every Sunday for the next month or so, there'll be new episodes. And hey, I'm pretty sure I'll be making episodes uh, within the next month. So there ain't no stopping the Vieira Vault, man. So thank you so much again, everybody that listening. And I hope you order yours today. Religion Suicide from Onslaught. Thank you, everybody. Especially you guys that are still listening now. And all you great people that share my my podcast, I, I, you guys just rule. I thank you so much. So till next week and next episode, I'm not going to say what it is. All I can say, it's really funny. It's a, it's a top 20 uh, of an artist, but you're going to have to wait till next Sunday to find out who that artist is. 
So till next week, everybody, as always, smack them a gob.